We'll do a review now of Lakutus Sichas Chelik Yudalef, the Sicha base for the Parshas Bishalach. And this Sicha, the Rebbe will show a different uh, uh, meaning as Rashi, um, in which it says that Miriam, who was a prophetess, who was the sister of Aaron. And when you learn the Rashi in the um, simple meaning, it seems like Rashi is trying to tell you how she was a prophet and uh, why she's called Achis Arin. But the Rebbe proves through many questions that really the uh, issue over here that is bothering Rashi is Bechlal. Why is it important to say who uh, Miriam Haneviya, that she was a Miriam, that she was the Neviya? And Achis Arin, why does this have to do with this concept? And basically, this is answering a question of how does uh, Miriam go ahead and uh, take it upon herself without getting permission from Moshe? And uh, she goes ahead and she leads all the women in and in a way, uh, Rashi is trying to explain that she actually had a um, an advantage over Moshe. She was prophesizing. That's what the Pasuk is trying to tell you here, something, and she prophesied and she was greater than Moshe in certain, to a certain extent, and that's why she didn't have to ask permission, as the will explain. <clears throat> but let's learn inside. The Sif Aleph. So that Miriam, the prophetess, who was Aaron's sister, took the toif uh, in her hands, took the tambourines, and then but they, and all the women followed with the tambourines and with the circles, they were rejoicing, that's after the uh, miracle of Kriyas Yamsuf. So Rashi, Maitik, Rashi, Atevis, Vatikach, Miriam, Hanevia, Rashi quotes from the Pasuk, Vatikach, Miriam, Hanevia, and he explains, Umefadish, Heichenis, Nabo'o, it says that she was a prophet, so where was the prophecy? And Rashi says that that's what the Pasuk said, Miriam, Hanevia, Achis, Arin, that it was, Kshohoisa, Achis, Arin, when she was Aaron's sister, which means previously, previous to Moshe being born, when she was only Aaron's sister, before Moshe was born, Amra, because she said then she was in prophesied, my mother is destined to have a son. That was her prophecy. As uh, it's uh, find it in the Gemara and Soita. Then Rashi says, Dover Achar, another interpretation. Why is she called Achis Aharin? We'll see actually in the Rebbe's interpretation that this Dover Achar, Achis Aharin, only changes the meaning of Achis Aharin, which means Miriam Hanevia, that's the stays, Heichen Isnabo, that's not the Dover Achar. Dover Achar doesn't dispute the first part of Rashi. Only, why is it called Achas Aaron? We'll see the Rebbe explain this. Is Lefi, why is she called Aaron's sister? First thing, Rashi explained Achas Aaron because Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't born yet. But second interpretation is called Achas Aaron, Lefi Shemosar Nafshe Yolehok Shenitztaro. He gave his life, dedicated his life for her when she. 
got the leprosy. At the time, as you remember the story, that she spoke against Moshe Rabbeinu, in the end of Bahaloyscha, and she got Saras, and uh, Aaron uh, begged um, for her uh, healing uh, to Moshe Rabbeinu, and that Mesiris Nefesh, so that's what Nikras El Shumay, that's what we call her Aaron's sister. Okay, that's Rashi. So the Rebbe be pashtus kavonos Rashi letaris kushib shuto amiseres belimud akosuf. So when you look at it simply, what is Rashi intending here is to answer a very simple question, which arises when we learn the pasuk. Okay, mefurish b'msachta soita amitzianu b'furish Rashi. Like it's specifically the Gemara in msachta soita as Rashi points to uh, the source of Rashi's spirit. Over there, the Gemara asks the question very. Specifically, beferish mefurish, aches arim v'loy aches moshe. So basically, the question is here: Why is the pasuk saying miriam hanavi aches arim? Why is aches arim v'loy aches moshe? Bitmiya. That's surprising. So mataritz Rashi. So Rashi gives the answer. This is what Rashi is trying to tell us over here. Shein tevas aches arim toyar al miriam. This is not trying to describe who Miriam was, a description of Miriam. That Miriam was Aaron's sister. Then we have a problem. The difficulty is she sister of Aaron, not Moshe's sister, as the Gemara is there. They come as a follow-up to the word Neviah. Vatikach Miriam Hanevia Achis Arain Shalifnein, which says before in the Pasik. Shahoyson Nevia. Vatikach Miriam Hanevia, she was a Nevia while she was only Achis Arain. Shahoyson Nevia, Shahoyson Dainak Achis Arain. When she was only Arain's sister, Koydnushnelod Mesha, then she was a Nevua. Vanevua Hoyson. Then Rashi also says, what was the Nevua? That my mother is going to give birth to a son. Another answer Rashi gives. Why only Achis Arin? First answer is because that was when Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't born yet. So therefore, she was in the via while she was Achis Arin. The second answer is called Achis Arin. Achis Arin. Because he gave himself, her life, himself, his nefesh, devoted himself for her, for Miriam. So she's his sister because he was so devoted to her. But the Rebbe says now, the Rebbe is going to ask several questions. This is all what Rashi is coming to answer. Why Achis Arin and not Achis Moshe? There is a lot of issues that we have. And the Rebbe will explain, as mentioned earlier, that there's actually something else that Rashi is coming to explain here. So the Rebbe asks several questions. Aleph, number one, Why does Rashi quote from the verse that that's not his issue? Uh, Rashi's issue is not Rashi's issue is Achisarin. What are the words that force us to give his commentary? What is 
what brings out Rashi's commentary in Achis Aaron. The words that it says, the sister of Aaron, she was a kosh lachos Moshe. Why a sister of Aaron, not, not the sister of Moshe? So if that is what forces Rashi's commentary, then Rashi should quote from the Pasik these words, and not the words that Miriam Hanavia that she took. Rashi is trying to explain here, according to that meaning, why does it say Achis Aaron and not Achis Moshe? So Rashi should quote Achis Aaron and not the words the base. Um, now, the second question, Rebbe says, we are just trying to know why she's Achis Aaron. At the time, there was no Moshe Rabbeinu. That's the answer. But we don't need to explain to us exactly what her prophecy was. It's enough to say that she was a prophet at the time that she was only Achis Aaron and Moshe wasn't born yet, but that she prophesied that he's going to be born why is that important? Well, in the second question, what forces Rashi Khan to let us know over here? In the meaning of the Pshat, the simple meaning in this Miriam, the contents, what she prophesied. Rashi should have seemingly only said, where did she prophesize? And Rashi didn't have to say anything more, just that where she prophesied when she was Aaron's sister. And not to tell us what her prophecy was. If all that Rashi was trying to tell us, why is it say Achis Aaron when that she was in the Achis Aaron? And Gimel Le'idoch. On the other hand, Rashi didn't have to say it, but on the other hand, Menolil Rashi Shamikra. Where does Rashi take it in the simple meaning of the Pasik Miriam that she Miriam was that she's going to have a son? Well it's brought down in the uh, in the Gemara in the but the Rashi in the Makoiris, but Rashi doesn't have to bring down everything. So why does Rashi bring down? First of all, it's not Negea. And how does Rashi really know that? And but as we'll see that as the Rebbe is going to learn, both of these questions are very simply answered because here we're trying to tell us why did she uh, go and take the women to uh, uh, the, the tambourines and the circles without asking Moshe. So we have to bring down um, the, the, the Nevua and what the Nevua was, as we'll see later on. In, Fourth question, the Rebbe says, Rashi's usual way is not to point to the source of his commentary. In the places where he does say the source, that is, in order to add meaning, explanation to the meaning of the verse. Now, it's not something which is obviously problematic, because then Rashi would spell it out. On the other hand, there's sometimes a uh, student who is sharp, and Rashi doesn't feel the need to spell it out. And the Rashi, for that student, Rashi writes it in such a way. That addition, where Rashi points to the place, uh, um, 
gives the source. That is in order to add meaning to the meaning to to explanation to the meaning of the pasuk. But that addition isn't necessary to understand the simple meaning. Also, Rashi says Had it been something which you need to understand, Rashi doesn't just say, "Oh, it's brought down here." But Rashi would have written it clearly. In, as usual, as Rashi writes things out in such a way that also the five-year-old to the mikra should understand it. He doesn't write hints. So when does Rashi say a mocker, mitzayin, the word is, it's only in a situation if the child, the student, is quick and sharp, uh, so he's going to have a problem in the commentary Rashi brings down. Well, so in order to answer this question, Rashi writes, oh, like you look there. So when the child will look in there, then the question will be answered. So somehow there is something that we got to look into the source and to see what does Rashi mean over here for this sharp student that it might still be a problem and that's going to be answered by looking to the source. In a situation where the words of our sages of blessed memory that Rashi quotes, brings down, we find them in several places. And Rashi specifically says to you, he points to the source to one place versus the other place. It doesn't just say we find it in the Gemara. He says it which Gemara. In this case, it says Gemara. So then Rashi's intent is that specifically, if you're going to look into this place that Rashi uses as the source, then you will get additional understanding, explanation of the meaning of the passage. So, so according to this, in our situation, in our Rashi here, what is Rashi intending to answer in the meaning, the meaning of the passage by telling you the source of it? This saying of our sage of blessed memory we find in two places. We find it in the Gemara in Sechta Saito. We also find it in the Gemara in Sechta Megillah. But Rashi emphasizes very specifically, and he points to uses the sort Saito. He says, This is It doesn't say Gemara, it says Besaito. But it seems the contrary. What Gemara comes first? When you do in the order of the Shisha Sudarim, the order of the Gemaras, the uh, Seder, the order of Mayat comes before the order of Nashim, which is in the order of Nashim. Um, that's uh, the red points at the order when we do. Zman uh, Nokat, but there could be also another way. Uh, that's Zroy Moyed Noshim. And uh, the Rebbe discusses this in Nezim Zov, Nezim Cotton. That's another order of the six orders of the Mishnah. Then you start with Noshim Zroyim. So that would be different. But the, Rebbe, the order, the main order, that's the way it's done. 
so this way we understand, therefore, we have to say that by Rashi saying we find in Sakta Soita, this adds explanation to his commentary. Hey, and then the fifth question is why does Rashi quote in his second commentary the words Achis Aren? That he already wrote Lama Matik Brusha Base. In the second commentary, he re brings down the words as Hateves Achis Aden. Shakar Kvos and Pirush Aleph. He already said, he starts off again. He says, Achis Aden. Why does he have to say Achis Aden again? He should say that because he devoted his life for her. And Vav. The sixth question, we spoke many times, that in a place where Rashi brings two interpretations, the Magdim Pirushim. He doesn't start off, he doesn't introduce it. Oh, there's two interpretations. Then if he starts off by saying there's two commentaries, that would point, tell us uh, both of these commentaries are equal. And just you can't write two things at the same time, so you write one before the other. But when he doesn't do that, so So that proves us So because two perushim means that there is a difficulty. He needs two perushim because each one of this commentary has some sort of difficulty that the second one doesn't have. But the first one is the main. But still, it's not sufficient. And you still need a second pirush. In our our situation, what is the difficulty in these two commentaries? Go through. This is a, in the Sikha of... Uh, the Rebbe asked a lot of questions on the Rashi over there, but I want to go through to the Rebbe's explanation, to the uh, explanation. It talks about... You know, after uh, Moshe Rabbeinu took this, the Jewish people, the split was seen. All the Egyptians were drowned in the uh, in the in the in the, in the Yamsuf, and then they're all saying Shira. We say Az Yashir Moshe of Yisrael. Then the Torah tells us after the whole song of Moshe, it says Vatikach Miriam Hanevio, Miriam the prophetess. The, she was a prophet. She took all the women, and they went out with their uh, to, with the tambourines and with the circles and the dancing, and they also said the song for Hashem for the great miracles. Okay, so the Torah calls Miriam over here, Miriam Hanevia, the prophetess. In other words, there's as we know already that Miriam was a prophetess. We're we don't know where uh, where she was a prophetess, so. Rashi needs to explain. Where, where was Miriam a prophet? We don't see any prophecy from Miriam. And number two, uh, why is it important, period, to tell us over here that Miriam was a prophetess? How is that negaya? How does that affect what happened over here? Uh, because if the Torah is trying to describe somebody. It says, Miriam Hanevia. What is the trial time to tell you? It's either to tell you who it is. You're not going to know who it is, right? Or maybe the Torah is trying to tell you to understand this storyline over here 
I'm telling you who it is. But what is a prophet? Okay. Uh, what is a prophet? A prophet knows things that are unknown. Like, for example, uh, we learned earlier uh, when Avimelech took uh, Avram's wife and took Sarah. So Hashem says to Avimelech, give back the wife. He'll daven for you because he's a prophet. And he knows that you didn't touch her. So he knows that. So what does prophecy mean? That you know, they know certain things. Okay? So sometimes you need a prophet to know certain things. Then we have, like, for example, Rashi says uh, that the uh, Imohos, our four, the mothers, they were like prophets. They knew that there were going to be 12 tribes. So it all, prophecy means that they know things that are uh, hidden. Sometimes a prophet is also one who rebukes, like the prophets would go out and rebuke the people. So the question is really over here, why do we need uh, Miriam, a prophetess, uh, that she's a prophet, what has it got to do over here with doing this song? Here we're talking about, uh, they saw, this wasn't knowing something that was hidden, or knowing the future, uh, and she didn't, this was something as a result that she saw what took place, that Hashem graved this great miracle, and Rashi already said that, why did Moshe Rabbeinu, his heart pushed him to sink. Why? Because he was, that's why Oz Yashir, he will sing as a response to his urge. He had an urge to sing to Hashem. And because of that urge, he sang to Hashem. So that means the urge was why? Because there was a great miracle over here. So Miriam, being a prophet, has nothing to do over here. That's why she's, why, would, why did she sing over here? Why did she take the, why did she take the tambourine? She took the tambourine because she saw the miracle. Why does the Torah introduce this story by saying, Miriam, that she was the prophet, that's why she took it. She says over here that she prophesied that Moshe Rabbeinu was going to be born. That was her prophecy. She prophesies, Rashi says, uh, that we're not just trying to say to you over here that she was a prophet, but she was a prophet, Achois Aaron, the sister of Aaron. She was a prophet while she was the sister of Aaron. In other words, Achois before Moshe was born. What, is, what are we trying to tell you over here? So we're not just trying to tell you that she was a prophet. We're trying to tell you over here that she was a prophet even before Moshe Rabbeinu was born. What's the point of telling you this? Because something very surprising when we read this verse. Earlier we learned that people believed in Hashem. They believed in Moshe, his servant. So we see this great miracle. Moshe Rabbeinu took him out of Egypt. They saw all the Egyptians dying. Says, They all believed everybody was subjugated, everybody accepted Moshe Rabbeinu as the leader. Okay. And the fact that we see that 
Moshe Rabbeinu was in charge. Moshe Rabbeinu used to dominate Paroi. He, he controlled Paroi. He was a Lekimla Paroi, and which was something, which means Paroi was the one in charge. Even the second to Paroi Yosef, he, he took care of everybody. And Paroi was in charge. And yet Moshe Rabbeinu toyed with Paroi like... So everybody saw Moshe Rabbeinu's strength. So the question is, is here all of a sudden... Moshe Rabbeinu does uh, shira with all the men. She doesn't ask anybody. Equal rights. The women, equal rights. She doesn't go to Moshe and say, Moshe Rabbeinu, my brother Moshe, do we have the right also? You're making a minion. We want a new egalitarian minion. We want, we want the women too. Why should the men just take... But shouldn't she ask Moshe Rabbeinu, the leader, is this Okay. For the women to go dancing and to go, okay, separate. They did their own thing. It wasn't mixed dancing, but they are doing something without getting permission of Moshe Rabbeinu. The Torah is trying to explain to us, where did she get that, I don't say the nerve, where did she get the, 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 the thing to go ahead and just say to the women, hey, we're going to go, we're going to go, and we're going to do it too. Why don't you go and check first if it's okay? So the Pasuk is telling you, no, she was a prophetess. And she was the sister of Aaron. She even was a prophet before Moshe Rabbeinu was born. And she is the one that prophesied about the birth of Moshe Rabbeinu. She is the one that prophesied that Moshe, this leader, who's going to be everybody else, she is the one, the prophet, and therefore that gives her a right to go ahead and do it because she's equal. She has a big, big shoulders. She has a lot of uh, rights and a lot of holiness to her because of her level. And the Torah wants to just tell us over here uh, how much equal to to tell us how much equal to Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy to build her up to the level of Moshe Rabbeinu saying she was the sister of Aaron even before Moshe Rabbeinu was born uh, and she told us all about Moshe Rabbeinu's birth that means that puts her in a higher position uh, because number one she knew about Moshe Rabbeinu's birth that's first of all uh, she said, she, she told Aaron, Aaron to go back yeah, to she said, yeah, she said, she said, my, 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 my yeah, uh, and uh, it didn't really, that had nothing to do with her. What was the prophecy about Amram and that? She said, she would sing, she would say that they would have another song. Now, that wasn't something that was, Sometimes a person has a prophecy which affects them, but this didn't affect her. It was just something about her parents, that they're going to have a son. And the number three thing over here you see that uh, Amram and Yocheved, they were alive. They didn't know they're going to have another child. Who is the one that gets the prophecy? Miriam. Miriam is getting a prophecy about her mother and father that puts her on a very high level that she knows a prophecy... That what? That the master of all Yidin, Moshe Rabbeinu, is going to be born. It's not something which affects her, and her father and mother don't know about it. Who is the only one that knows about it? She knows about it. 
So this means that she was a very great prophetess. And that's why uh, the Torah tells us, Rashi brings down the whole story over here, that she said, my father going to have a son. That gives her the right, and that's how she came out. However, there's still a little bit of an issue with this. The Rebbe says Rashi brings down a second. If that's the only reason why she's called the sister of Aaron, Rashi says there's still a little bit of an issue with this. And the reason is because it could say the sister of Moshe. Now there's a question if the sister of Moshe would make her, oh, she's like Moshe, but Moshe Rabbeinu, nobody's like Moshe. So maybe we can't say she was, could maybe say just Achos Moshe instead of saying Achos Aaron. Uh, but the Rashi gives therefore another reason. Rashi gives another reason why she's called Moshe Rabbeinu's sister. I mean, Aaron's sister. Not only because she was prophesied, which is okay, that's, that's fine, but why is she say specifically that she was Aaron's sister? Because Aaron took very good care of her. Aaron sacrificed. Because at the time later on when she spoke Lashon Hara against Moshe Rabbeinu, Aaron stuck up for her. And because he stuck up for her, and he was Moser Nefesh for her. That's why she's called his sister. Now it's true. These two, as Rebbe learns over here, these two interpretations do not argue in the, just in the idea. Rashi therefore repeats the word Achois Aaron to tell you that she's Aaron's sister also for another reason because he prayed for you. But that's not such a comfortable interpretation either because that happened many years later. Here we're talking about that. Well, Moshe Rabbeinu prayed after Aaron insisted that he should. Uh, he wait. Is, Allah, yeah, no, he got him to wait. Yeah, but Moshe, it was his mysterious nefesh. But this interpretation is um, is also um, Aaron's. Um, um, I lost my chain of thought over here. Um, Why Achas Aaron more than Achas Moshe? Oh, no, but there's one more point here that the Rebbe brings down over here is, I mean, because this, this interpretation of Achas Aaron happened later on, because this happened many years later uh, at that point, so now we're calling her here Achas Aaron for later, it's not so comfortable, that's where Rashi's main Achas Aaron means because she was his uh, contemporary, in other words, that she was very high level of prophecy in an early in an early time, and she would prophesy about all this thing happening. But the other thing is, it seems uh, general that uh, she was very uh, young at the time. She was very young, and we're calling her the prophets, you know, that she prophesied, but she was really a young girl at the time that she uh, uh, prophesied that. And um, that's where Rashi points to the Gemara in Soita, because over there, the Gemara says that she went very quickly like a young woman. It means that she was mature beyond her years. And that's where Rashi wants to give an extra point. How would she be such a prophet at such a young age? Because she was uh, actually mature in a lot of ways. And that's made her a fitting uh, of the prophecy. What does the Rebbe say about this? Yeah, go ahead. It brings out in this uh, Kabbalah and also in, in the life about... You know, it seems like in the uh, in the first level, we're talking about Miriam's greatness. Uh, Achos Aaron, she was such a great prophet that 
even before Moshe Rabbeinu, and she was able to say, we're talking about how great she is. And the second one, we're saying, well, oh, she's sister of Aaron, which means Aaron is the great one here, because it's, Aaron protected her, Aaron is the one that forgave for her Lashon Hara that she spoke, so it's a first and, the, and uh, the two aspects. And the Rebbe says in the Kabbalah, Malchut has the two aspects. On one hand, uh, Malchut has very little of its own. It receives from the upper uh, Sefirot in it. But because it receives from the upper Sefirot, in the end of the day, it gets to the essence and it gets a much higher level. And the two commentaries in Rashi that uh, the reason she was such a great prophet was because of her uh, subjugation, so to speak, to Aaron, that Aaron was her big brother, that made her even bigger. Eventually, uh, the Rebbe brings it out that uh, the Rebbe picked about in the role of the woman that even in uh, cases in which uh, women are excel. Like Rashi says, like Miriam and Aaron, they both excelled in seemingly the same area. They were, Aaron brought peace amongst a husband and a wife, and he would be soothing people and trying to bring people together. And Miriam was the one that used to soothe the babies, and she used to pua, she used to soothe them. That's something that she would do all the time. So Aaron and Miriam, sister and brother, have... But it was Aaron that sort of brought out the best in Miriam. Miriam subjugated herself to Aaron, in other words, to accept from the higher level, or to accept from the level of Aaron, and that brought up a much deeper and higher level in, in, in her herself. Uh, I guess that um, the, uh, the bottom line is that um, Miriam uh, has a very special place in the Chumash over here, as you see, that she is the one that took the initiative. And I think that um, it's not to say that you got to be like a prophetess Miriam, but she showed the way, and she showed that she actually followed after Moshe Rabbeinu's example, but um, that was the, um, I guess, uh, the incentive for her to go ahead and do so, but when she did it, she did it, and um, the Rebbe brings down that the Haftorah that you read on the Parshas B'Shalach is the Haftorah of the woman, of Atoshar Devoira, uh, what Devoira is saying, and it brings out, that also tells us, the Rebbe brings out that a lot of times in another Sikha, that a lot of times the pain of the woman for the children, what's going on is much... Uh, more acute it's uh, much more uh, difficult for a mother when the children were throwing into the sea to see the problem they're suffering you know the father is, takes it uh, but is uh, but a mother when they see their child in pain this is really something that touches them so therefore when there is redemption when there is geula when there is a relief the mother's uh, celebration the mother's rejoicing because they suffered more because they care more that's why the, the result is a much stronger and a much more of a celebration and appreciation for the Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So that's why, that's why we bring down this song of the Vera in this case.